welcome to Nerd News Now for August 3rd, 2020. I'm with Miss Jen and Chaz. Uh, Chaz, uh, we kind of left you hanging last week, uh, and you ended up, I think, having a guest that you knew nothing about uh, five minutes before the interview. Uh, but I thought you did a great job. You want to tell us about that interview and... Uh, People can check that out on Woodlands Online. That was with Jacob Miles, and he had a really interesting nerdy past, right? Yeah, man. He was like he had his hands all up in like the toy industry, really, since um, Star Wars with Kenner, all the way up. He's doing like uh, sports toys now, but um, I couldn't get into his LinkedIn, so I didn't know any of his background, and um, I kind of chit chatted with him, uh, waiting on you guys, jotted some things down, and. Justin's like, a year ago. <laughs> but we had a good time, man. He was a really fun, personable guy. Um, really nerdy. And um, early on, I asked him what he wanted to be when he grew up, when he was a kid. Because, you know, I mean, he gets to play with toys as an adult, which is really cool. So it was like, did you want to be an astronaut or a policeman? And he was like, you really want to know? I'm like, yes, tell us. He said, he wanted to be a pimp when he was little. Because he grew <laughs> up in the ghetto. <laughs> He grew up in the ghetto, uh, so he was like, "That's a, that was what I saw. That's the people I looked up to were the people on the side." So, after that, it was it was game over. We just had it, we had a blast. The the ice was broken. He wasn't one of those stuffy dudes in a shirt that ran you know toy company. He was just a regular dude, and I had a blast. So please listen to it or watch it. And he worked with uh you know Kenner Hasbro was instrumental in bringing over the. Uh, Sega Genesis and getting that started like the like the master system um, yeah. master system um, and uh, yeah so lots of toy history lots of things going on there uh, Miss Jen you were also uh, not on the show last week what have you been up to I was probably trying to rearrange my warehouse I've got like four pallets inbound from California Ooh. of <laughs> toys or comics or everything all comics. That's good stuff. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a good time to grab onto a bunch of stock. Then you just have to rearrange so you can fit stock. Oh yeah. Now, uh, is any of that uh, coming down from Comic Con, or is it just a coincidental order from California? No, it's my second lot of books from a closed store there so i'm i'm it's the, the other store is still open so uh the rest of the staff is trying to put together boxes as fast as they can but right now you can't get boxes you can't source them so they're just doing it as as they can so as i get them finished i just arrange for another pallet to come get picked up so wow that's crazy i saw pictures of the last time uh your last load and it was just, it was wonderful being a comic book fan and seeing all those books back there. <laughs> Tell me to come dig anytime because uh, most everything that I'm getting is in bulk. So it'd be Ooh, right on. 100 copies of a book. So, <laughs> okay, yeah, we might have to come take a look sometime. <laughs> you, uh, you have to be one of the hardest working people in comics. I know other people say that all the time. Uh, but I wanted to give you and Space Cadets a shout out for being a finalist for the Eisner Spirit of Retail Excellence Awards. Um, you, uh, I, I know the winner ended up being uh, a comic shop from Spain. Yeah. Um, but wow. uh, you're, I feel like next year is your year. I know you've been a finalist before. I know that that's a big honor. But I want you to win 
and I know that you want to win. So, um, yeah, I, I think you're going to get them next year. But what, what is that like? Do you have any kind of relationship with any of the other finalists? Uh, at this point, I, I, I don't know any of the ones overseas because they don't usually come to big industry meetings. But at this point, I know most of the other retailers. So, um, uh, you know, when people get nominated for something, they're like, I would, I would never be able to decide. All of these pl- people are awesome. I really mean it when I say it because I actually do know those people and know their shops are amazing. So I'm just like, you pay us, we're all good. <laughs> I'm so glad not to have won this year for one reason. Oh, yeah. San Diego and go stand at the podium and thank the people you want to thank. They did not even broadcast the winner of the the spirit of uh, comics Eisner on the Eisners. They totally skipped the category altogether. Are you serious? Yeah, and I thought that was the case, but I was like, wait, did I miss something? Because it was just, it was Phil Lamar and there was a couple other people. They had like one or two packages. And they showed like the Hall of Fame, you know, kind of CG list going by. But I, okay, so that's confirmed that that I did not miss it. So I did watch the whole thing, and I was waiting for that moment. And yeah, they didn't interview any of the winners or anything. And it's kind of like you have that ability virtually. But I also know that I think there ended up being like 350 panels for uh, Comic Con. So I, I know they had a lot to uh, you know to chew there, but uh, yeah, I would have have hoped to at least you know heard or seen the list of uh, nominees and winners on that. So, um, but it's just one of those things. But but hopefully uh, in twenty twenty one it'll be back at a, a full blast, and then you'll get to have that experience. So uh, it's a good point. I didn't think about that the the virtual one. Um, you know, missing out on the actual being at that podium, but just uh, a lot of people were just missing San Diego, uh, in general. So we just hope for we hope for some sort of normalization by uh by next July. But speaking of online cons, you've also been busy planning your own. So tell us about Cadets Con that happens online this Saturday and Sunday. So it's interesting. Cadets Con has been a convention that was we started doing maybe eight years ago. Um, it was started by Brian, who now runs Gaming Gaming. But uh, he used to run the whole thing. It was his baby. And I think like two years ago, he's like, if you want this thing, you do this thing. <laughs> his kids get to have an age he needed to pay attention to them a lot more. They were teenagers. So um, and normally we just have like one or two guests. And then uh, some, a lot of local guests we'd bring in. But uh, since that can't happen this year, I was like, you know what? We can have as many guests as we want because all we're really asking them for is an hour of their time, which is, I know, still super valuable, but it's so much easier for artists and writers to say yes to, right? Because they're not giving up, you know, three or four days of page rate to fly out and fly back and be mm-hmm. away from their families. And so it's, it's, it's actually, there's some cool stuff about the way this goes down now. We've got people from all over the world, Ron B and Allison Sampson and Declan Shelby from uh, the other side of the world will be on. And then we've got local folk too, people that we've had uh, before on the for Cadets Con, like uh, Dirk Manning, who may bring someone very famous with him. I heard of And uh, yeah, I think that's going to be some, some surprises because people can share. You know, it's like at Comic Con, they won't let you show stuff. Like, if you're watching the YouTube video, it'll blank out. 
<laughs> it'll be the opposite, right? Because it'll be those those guys that can just be like, and I've got a picture for you. Ha ha. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> it's all in StreamYard, so we can have as many as 10 people on the screen at the same time. So that'll be nice. I was going to ask the format, are you going to be moderating uh, every panel or are you going to be swapping out with people? Uh, so the group that's been my planning committee is actually formed from the some of my regular customers on the comic book shopping network and another one of the showrunners. So um, they are all super awesome people in their own right with big careers. So uh, they, I put it out there. I was like, do you guys want to be the interviewer for any of those uh, guests. And so they've, they've divvied them up. So it won't be just my face or just Kyle's face. It'll be, it'll be more fun to see other people asking questions. So, Well, also that's good because I saw the lineup and you would be uh, completely exhausted if you had to do like 10 one-hour interviews in a row, uh, two days in a row. Are, is there... I know, I know that uh, all of the guests and all the people are important to you, but is there, give me like two or three that you're really looking forward to. It's interesting because I had this big group uh, work on it together. You know, nor I normally pull from all the people that I know. So I know a lot about them. So I'm actually the most interested in the people that those guys brought in that are their favorites, uh, that, I, that people I've never had contact with before, that I know that I've always wanted to meet. Uh, like Afua Richardson. Uh, she's awesome and has worked on a great many things, Marvel and a bunch of their companies. But I, I've always wanted to talk to Afua, so maybe maybe Afua is probably going to be my most favorite. Very awesome. So, I mean, that's got to be exciting to for you to be excited to learn about things from your own con, too. So, um, so how can people watch that? Is that is it still cadetscon.com? Uh, we're gonna be streaming it to a great many places. I think actually Woodlands Online is gonna be streaming it. It's gonna be streamed to YouTube, to uh, Facebook for the cadetscon page, for Facebook uh, for uh, cadets space cadets page, for space cadets gaming gaming page. It's gonna be as many as like eight places you can watch it. So anywhere, mostly. <laughs> so you'll definitely have links on the Space Cadets Collection Collection Facebook, and it will be uh, CadetsCon 2020. So everyone check that out. Uh, that's going to be awesome. And I love, I love the flexibility of these online cons. I mean, like, we're kind of we're forced to do this by necessity, right? But it's also opened up, I think, the way people think about conversations and just being able to reach out to someone, you know, on another continent, time zone, all that. It just, uh, I think in the future, we're going to carry over some of that flexibility. And and just people kind of being a little bit forgiving on, you know, streaming glitches and people doing things on their phone and all this stuff. And I, uh, there's been a lot of uh, shows that have been doing that for the last four, month, for four months. So people are used to it. And I think we're going to carry that uh, ability into the future so kind of excited about that because like you said the logistics of an online con are uh while intensive to come up with the rundown and you know make sure everyone's on the same page for what time is this what time zone is this uh you don't have to worry about uh plane travel hotels uh just all the things that all the pitfalls of 
of modern day conventions. So that uh, is going to be something to see this Saturday and Sunday. Um, so with all that out of the way, guys, what have you been uh, nerding out on this week? Miss Jen, we'll start with you. Uh, I'm plowing through the Umbrella Academy season two. I thought I was close to the end, but my husband told me we're only on episode four. <laughs> so oh, no. <laughs> maybe I thought that I was farther along than I was. But, yeah, it's so awesome. I, I want to dislike Klaus so much, but I love him. Yeah, I think uh, they do a good job of that. They kind of they kind of pull you back into his character with a lot of the stuff that's going on. Uh, Chaz, what about you? What are you reading, watching? What are you drawing right now? <laughs> drawing? Um, um, somebody asked for a Star Wars character. I'm gonna see. I've never drew. I, I've never. Uh, I, I've never attempted this, so it may be absolutely terrible. I'll show you at the end. It's a famous one. Um, Please be Captain Kirk, just to like mess with him. I hope it's Captain Kirk. You know, it's funny. Like when I host my Star Wars trivia nights. <laughs> I'll come out and I have the, like the big fanfare, like the lights are going, and I'm like, "Are you ready?" And like people are pumped up. And then as soon as I walk out, I walk out in a Star Trek uh, shirt, and yeah. everybody's Star Wars, and they're like, "What are you doing?" Like it, you know. So I kind of like, "Hey, dude, let's not take it too seriously. It's <laughs> trivia." Uh, so that does happen. Um, let's see. What have I nerded out about? Um, I've been watching uh, Transformers. I've been watching Umbrella Academy, and funny thing is, I thought I was done with season one, and I go to watch it, I'm like, season two, let's go. And it's like, welcome to episode eight. And I'm like, wait a minute, what? So <laughs> apparently, I thought I was done with it, and I don't know why. So I've been um, getting through those as fast as I can. I, I watched uh, number one of season two. Uh, so I'm caught up until season one. Uh, season two, episode one. So, yeah, and been reading Batman, of course. Joker War, War of Joker, whatever. It is awesome. And Punchline has my heart now. She's, she's the love of my life. Ladies, if you're listening. She's so stabby, though. <laughs> but Did you say stabby or stabby? Did you say stabby? Stabby. Oh, yeah. Dude. Yeah, she'll play around <laughs> with the knives, dude. She's kind of like Diego with those knives. She's a, she's a killer queen, man. Yeah, what about you, dude? Oh, uh, Umbrella Academy. I think you were surprised that I had uh, got up to episode eight of season two, and I was disappointed in myself because I yeah. just I had really planned on on knocking that out, but I couldn't. Um, and you know, life, work, all that stuff you had to do. But also, um, Transformers came out, Muppets okay. came out. There was a lot. There was just a lot to nerd out about. Did you say the Muppets now? Yeah, Muppets now on Disney Plus. Now that's only one episode a week, so that'll drop every Friday. I had no uh, idea about this. Now I have. I love the Muppets. You know, I love the Muppets. So oh, that's... I know, and it's awesome. I I heard like kind of a uh, a lackluster review about it, so I was scared, and I, I should have known. Just don't be scared about the Muppets, because I can't see them putting out a bad product right. um i think the review was based more on this guy's memory of the show from um you know way back and it's like well don't compare it to that uh, but they also didn't care for the 2015 version on abc which i loved i thought that was brilliant 
It, it yeah. Brought, the one, I mean, it's it, it's been around since before my time, like the Muppet Show. But I I watched the rerun runs when I was a kid, so I remember it fondly. But it brought that to I don't know. It's just grown up, I guess. It was just they brought them. They modernized the Muppets, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, and it had that. It had like that pseudo reality show sitcom, you know, hype that was behind, you know, at that time, like Parks and Rec and The Office, and it was um, produced by a couple of those producers. And I just thought it translated really well. Now, um, I don't think there's really any spoilers for a, a Muppets related show. Um, but this one kind of revolves around them having a modern day show where they are, you know, doing a lot of obviously skits that can be done, um, behind a, behind a computer virtually. And then they send Scooter the files and he has to upload them to the show and things like that. So that's how they kind of, uh, get around the, uh, current, uh, pandemic that we're in. But um, also they're Muppets, so I, I think as long as, you know, I think they're, they're able to socially distance with the Muppets. They have a 10-minute uh, one-on-one dinner conversation with RuPaul, which is awesome. Um, so they do things like that as well, as well as, like, you know, typical, like, vlog, blog, computer skits and things like that. Um, but I, mean, I, I just think they're going to, they're, they're, you know, they're going to get the guest stars and... Uh, the acting, the Muppets have never let me down. That's what I'm trying to say. So, yeah, definitely check that out. It's Muppets Now on on Disney+. Plus. Um, yeah, kind of like uh, The Simpsons in that vein of just being so um, awesome and amazing, where it's like, do you want to be on The Muppet Show? They're like, yes. Because you yeah. wouldn't say no to Kermit, and you're not going to say no to Homer. Yeah, and, and as a viewer, it's comfort food. So not to say that it's never... Not on point, but I mean, even if it wasn't, it's like Kermit, Miss Piggy, Fozzie, Gonzo. Like it's, it, it's just like it's almost just like being like having a, a Skype or Zoom session with your family. Almost. I mean, they've been around so long, and obviously they're under completely under the Disney branding, which allows them to do things like this. But uh, yeah, it's a a good show. Um, I, I wish. I mean, I would have binged it by now. So I guess maybe it's good to have something. That's on a week by week basis. Um, well, see, speaking about that though, and I, I kind of like when shows do that as well because I don't waste an entire day like just getting caught up on um, Umbrella Academy. I was what is today Monday, so I was off yesterday, so I just binged everything. I was like, what happened to my day? But now I haven't looked though. Is did they release season two like as a whole? That's not a week to week, is it for Umbrella Academy? Oh no, no Netflix. I think Netflix maybe has like just a handful of shows that do that. Um, and it's never really taken off. Um, especially now just we're, we're in such, or I guess the last four months anyway, as we creep back towards some sense of normalcy, um, binging has just been where it's at. So there was really no way to or reason for them to change their formula. Um, but yeah, all, all 10 episodes of that dropped. So. All right. Somebody told me, and then there are 10. So for both of you guys, there's 10. So just make sure you watch Yeah, Somebody told me that that was like a week to week. They were like, I watched this week's episode of Umbrella Academy. I was like, okay, cool. That way I could just watch it every week and I'm, I'm good. You know, I'll pick a day that's my Umbrella Academy day. 
And then when you said that you were at eight, I was like, oh, dude, he's still in last season, bro. I was like, do you mean season two? And, well, of course you do, now that I know that they just dropped everything. Yeah. That sucks for me. I don't have time to do this, man. <laughs> you were on you were on episode eight of season one, but uh, which I'm I, now I'm curious of which episode that was because uh, season one ends with a bang. So I mean, you would know that, that that's the end. But I understand, especially when like if you step away from Netflix or like take a nap or put it on a pause and come back eight hours later. Uh, sometimes you have multiple devices going around. Sometimes you like miss episodes. And you're like, what? What happened? <laughs> or or Netflix gets real judgy and it's like, are you still watching Umbrella Academy, Mark? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, Netflix, I am. I, yeah. Although I haven't got that warning in a while, so I wonder if they did away with that because people felt bad. It's so weird. I don't understand what how Netflix decides when you're done with something because there'll be things that I don't think I'm finished with yet, and it disappears from my queue. It goes to the yes. finish. And then it'll leave stuff in my still watching things I know I've finished. Like, I know I finished Epstein. I don't want to watch Epstein again. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. Um, yeah, I don't, around. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's going from, like, sometimes going from device to device, but the interface has been different and kind of constantly evolving lately. And now they do, like, they started having... The uh, the ratings are like, you know, top 10 on Netflix, number five most watched show in America, things like that. So I don't know if that's and we used to have way back, you know, you could actually thumbs up or thumbs down something and they would kind of take an algorithm from that. But now it's just based on what you watched. And uh, if they don't know, if they're not really keeping track of what <laughs> what you're still going on or what you finished, what you abandoned after one episode, what seasons you've watched three times, you know, then. I don't know how they really get that, but uh, but Netflix. Oh, what's up? I'm, I'm gonna bring up a concern. So this is what I've noticed. Like you know, you have your binging days, and you won't touch a remote. You just lay around and you're just like binging everything, right, from start to finish. Okay, and it doesn't pop up. I mean, I haven't seen it lately. With are you still watching this? Like it just plays on through. Now here's something though I've noticed lately. I'll be watching something, like I'll start episode two of whatever, right? And I pass out at the end of it. And then I wake up and my, like, my TV's off. And I'm like, wait a minute, what's this business? My TV just doesn't turn off by itself. And then when I go back to replay it, it's like at the end of uh, the show or it's the beginning of episode two or episode three. How does it know that I'm asleep? And it happens all the time. I don't understand it. Yeah. It's weird. It's weird. I can't be... I'm not the only one that happens. I, I hope they never figure out, like, when we're asleep and when we're not, because the next thing you know is going to be, like, targeted ads in your subconscious brainstream when you're, like, in REM sleep, and it's playing, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like, you just have this, like, insatiable craving for frosted flakes, and you have no idea why. Because it's breakfast, man. It's morning time. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, no, because they started playing ads in your sleep. But who knows? Oh, well, they've been doing that. Like in movies, was it, was it like in Batman when he's going through the uh, going on his way to the Batcave? Is it the first movie? And like all the lights that shine out? Like apparently that's an ad for McDonald's. So everybody like went to McDonald's after. <laughs> I don't uh, know if that's a but I remember hearing that. And I was like, that's brilliant. Let's go get a Big Mac. Yeah. 
oh, oh well, yeah, product placement's been around for a long time, but uh, these targeted ads on our phones and streaming service and all that, it's uh, super annoying. Uh, but I mean, that's kind of, I guess that's the business of their business. So um, it's scary because they're listening to you, obviously. Like, I'll, I'll meet someone I've never seen before in my life. For instance, I had to go into brand new storage facility, right? Uh, talk to the lady behind the counter, never seen her before in my life. I go home later on, two hours later, and my people you may know, boom, there she is. We have zero friends in common, but there she is. So it's got to be like our phones were next to each other for X amount of time. So obviously you know this person, but that's freaky, man. Yeah, and then and then you know they bring up stuff and all the time on and all these COVID times we're in about contract contact tracing and things like that, and people are like, no, that's a that's a violation of my privacy, even though it would totally shut this virus down and it's kind of like are you just not aware that they're already <laughs> been doing that like it's already a thing just the fact that they're telling you that they want to do it is probably you know a liberty that you don't have now because because google and facebook and things like for for years they've been uh, like you'll just uh it'll say hey your facebook friend so-and-so is in the area and it's like well that's weird <laughs> like why yeah. are you why are you 15 years you creepo <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah so uh i don't know but um yeah so muppets umbrella academy and then also they dropped uh netflix dropped transformers war for cybertron chapter one siege so it's got four different names but now this is a product line that has been circulating throughout the toy line for the last uh year or so and they have the collectible trading card game based on the Siege uh, properties. Oh, did either of you check out the new Transformers series on Netflix? Mm-hmm. No. Chaz, you did? What'd you think? Well, at first, it looked um, very anime, and I'm not a big anime person. Um, but watching it, it's, it wasn't exactly what I thought uh, at first. But uh, I really like it. I like the storyline. And one of my biggest geek outs was all of the the voices sound like the original, like the 84 or whatever run. Like Starscream sounds like Starscream when I see it. When I read comic books of Transformers, the voices from those cartoons back in the 80s, that's who I hear. You know, like you would hear Kevin Con- Conroy as Batman. So Starscream has that high-pitched voice. Megatron sounds like Megatron. Optimus, obviously. And then, I mean, one thumbs down, it took two episodes from a boy to even show up, Soundwave. But when he started talking, he sounded like Soundwave. You know, it was awesome. And he looked like Soundwave. He wasn't some little pest running around like they, they did in the movies. Um, but overall, I think I, I've got two episodes left. I like the story. It's, uh, it's really cool. It is really cool. I like the animation. Kind of brought me back to being a kid and whatnot. So, and I dig it. And, oh, and they got the right. They've got those right. They keep messing those up. But the, I think they just brought 84 just like here. There you go. Let's put some new animation on it. We're good. <laughs> yeah. And uh, what's really, I, I think I'm also four episodes in, and it's uh, six episodes for this first part. So this is going to be, you know, War for Cybertron, Chapter One, Siege. And that's, and then there's going to be two more Earthrise. I mean, they've already, it's so confusing because they release, you know, some of the stuff earlier overseas and they have all the toy lines and you've been like seeing the logos and comic shops for a couple of years now. So it's hard to know, wait, did this come out or what is this now? 
Uh, you mentioned the voices, and people were at first kind of distraught that there was no Peter Cullen as Optimus Prime or, or Frank Welker as Megatron. And uh, the guy they had do Optimus Prime is uh, Jake uh, Fauché, and I thought he did an excellent job. Because like you said, they sound like, I mean, it's almost like they're doing impressions of the characters. Well, I even went on, uh, like, IMDb to find out, or, you know, I just Google it and, you know, hit cast to see if they were the same ones, if they just brought them back. Because I was geeking out, like, seriously. It was like, fine. I don't know what Transformers I was watching before, and, you know, Star Starscream comes out, and he just sounds like a, hey, they're Megatron. And I'm like, what? Get out of here, Toy Story. Like, what are you doing? Um, <laughs> but it sounds, that's my Starscream. That's my, um... So I went, and I was very surprised that it wasn't the original people. I think that, yeah. It's... And the, the story's so good, you're second-guessing a lot of those cats. You know, like from, you know, episode one, Jetfire, you, you, you raise an eyebrow to old Jetfire, and then somebody else turns out to be, you know, doing some devil spy work. It's, uh, it, it's pretty, it's, it's soap opera-y. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then Bumblebee is not a Boy Scout, also. No, he's not. No, not at all. Not at all. So that that was that kind of threw me off. But you you're seeing some. The, I think they do a good nod to, hey, we know what we know what y'all want, but we want to tell our own version of the story. But other stuff is coming. But it's it's so funny because within those first four episodes, I think Optimus Prime has like at least four chances, maybe once an episode, to say Autobots roll out. But he just yeah. says Autobots, come on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like that, that's it, good yeah. this way. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like so, how they did Marvel with Captain America, where he's like, Avengers! Rock yeah. and roll. You're like, no, that's not what you say. <laughs> you just yeah. want to slap him around and be like, get it right. You're drunk, Opt Optimus, go home. <laughs> like, say, get your lines right. Yeah, but, uh, you know, it, it's good to have kind of like that build, and you know that they're going to do that eventually. Um, the, uh, some other TV news, TV news on the way. Uh, did either of you ever watch Green Hornet? The movie? Anything. Any green, the, the movie, the old series. Um, I just, I remember the, uh, the crossover with Batman 66. Um, I read that only because it was Batman, but yeah, that's all. But, the so anyway, yeah. Kevin Smith is going to produce a Green Hornet animated series. Um, and it's going to be based, obviously, on that relationship between Green Hornet and Kato and their adventures. It'll be family-friendly, and it's going to be made by uh, for Wild Brain, which is behind Peanuts and Inspector Gadget. So um, two uh, sturdy children's properties right there. So uh, look for that to come in the future. But yeah, that's the, the, the thing I mostly remember. I've probably seen more Green Hornet from, like, clips of uh bruce lee stuff than i've actually seen green hornet <laughs> i mean i mean i think that's just kind of synonymous with pop culture like who's this kato guy you know like so um but that'll be interesting um to see what they do in 2020 uh with that property because that movie was actually almost 10 years ago now it was 2011 that the seth rogan movie came out so um that's so, one of the properties that kind of comes and goes over 50 years yeah, it still blows my mind that Seth Rogen was the Green Hornet. But then, I don't know, like, I I don't know much about the Green Hornet, but I would think, I don't know if he would be my first choice. 
But, I mean, he could have done an amazing job. But I don't know anything about him. I think, for, for me, the Green Hornet sort of takes that that tier of, like, uh, the Phantom and the Shadow and the Spirit. And, like, that you, like you know that they existed. You know they had, like, comic strips. And you know they had uh, serials in the movies before the actual movies st- started. And, and maybe a couple of them, other properties had, you know, TV movies or mainstream movies and tv series but it's just kind of one of those characters where you just hear that and you're like okay i know what that is but i have no idea what that is right but i don't think he was like a bumbling idiot though no (laughs) yeah oh no no yeah that version is probably not what um people had expected and and, you know that'll happen every once in a while but yeah um, it'll it'll be interesting maybe this is probably more true to what to, to what people uh, remember, but I think with someone like Kevin Smith behind it, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be full blown nostalgia. Like he'll he'll do it justice. So whatever Snoop it means, to him, he'll convey that. Huh? He wrote to the Hornet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He um, wrote Dynamite comic for a long time. Oh yeah, so he's got that. You know, it's just one of those properties that it's been everywhere. I mean, you see it. All the time, I've just never been into it. So, um, yeah, but he, he just dropped a new one last stuff. week, right? Not last week, but the week before, they dropped a new Green Hornet series. And that's also one of those characters that always crosses over with people too. I mean, as, especially in the in the comic world, but you know, people are aware of of Green Hornet. Um. So we didn't get to talk about this last week, but uh, the Emmy nominations came out, and uh, I have been like praising Watchmen since the second it dropped on HBO as just this phenomenal series and this interpretation that I just never thought possible. It got 26 nominations, which is by far and away uh, better than I could have hoped. And then even Mandalorian like had more than 10, and I was kind of shocked by that because Star Wars stuff typically doesn't get that you know nomination praise whether it's academy awards or or emmys for the tv series maybe a couple of the animated series have have got like daytime emmys uh, but uh what did you guys think about that did you hear about any of the nominations or were there any shows that surprised or disappointed you in that realm i'm just happy that the nominees are nerd heavy oh they're so nerd heavy yeah i mean just I think that Baby Yoda got snubbed for Best Actor. That's clear. <laughs> but but just the fact that a Star Wars like we're we're just so blessed as nerds. Like honestly, like the fact that a a Star Wars show exists and got so many nominations, and you know that that the more successful it becomes, the more of that there's going to be. The more spinoffs. We we've there's there's already so much stuff on the way. Uh, animated live action we know that movies will always be there you know probably in and out you know every 10 years ago but um yeah but just the fact that Watchmen got 26 nominations and that is in the category of limited series because that is you know going to end up being a one and done show which if you've seen season one um you'll just be like yeah that I'm fine with that as much as I love it they're not going to be able to top what they did in that in that first and only season. Um, so, and then speaking of Netflix, 160 nominations. So, 
I know that like streaming has been slowly taking over television, but now it's kind of like full blown official. And uh, the networks that used to dominate this stuff, they're just almost nowhere to be found now. Because you have <laughs> you have Netflix, you have Disney Plus, you have all the other streaming services, but then of course you have HBO and Showtime that have been um, kind of sticking it to the networks as far as the main drama and comedy categories for more than a decade now, um, going back to Sopranos and things like that. So it's just interesting to see all this uh, visual media develop, and we'll tune into the Emmys in September and see if if all these shows actually win. But I think Watchmen, uh, Watchmen should get best uh, limited series. I think Mrs. America on Hulu is probably the number one contender, but yeah, lots of nerd stuff to choose from. Um, in uh, are is anyone glad that sports is back? Uh, I will be. I get in that thing where it's uh, bye, Mark. <laughs> what happened to him? See ya, bro. He was like, he was oh, like, are God. you happy? Yeah, are you happy that sports are back? Not really. All right, later. Uh, well, so, okay, so, is anyone a fan of The Rock? Of course. You gotta love The Rock. So, you guys may not be into sports like me, but at least you're into The Rock, but uh, The Rock has purchased the XFL. Yes, he has. I just thought that that was kind of crazy, because, you know, here in Houston, we had the best XFL team in the league, unfortunately just folded right away because of the games got canceled and then they just did not have, you know, they were starting back up for the second time and they just did not have the wherewithal to stick around during a pandemic. Uh, But now the rock has stepped in and it's sort of, it's almost like a wrestling storyline because, you know, Vince McMahon (laughs) had the XFL and the brought up and now the guy that helped, you know, save wrestling in the, in the two thousands, now he's come in and bought this, uh, coming off the heels of Ballers on HBO, where he, you know, played a, a former football player who was became an agent and an aspiring owner. Uh, but mostly he's just the Rock, right? But it'll be interesting to see if he's able to uh, bring it back for a third time and have it sustained simply on star power, because we do have that with um, certain owners in other sports. Like uh, Jay Z was involved with the Nets for a little bit, um, but we haven't had it to where a star comes in and buys an entire league. <laughs> so now that's probably the most affordable league you could buy. But uh, that'll be interesting, and uh, shoot, will probably be a movie in its own right. You know, someday uh, could be. So uh, we had that going on, and then um, we don't really talk about video games a whole lot, but. Do either of you have an allegiance? Are you Nintendo, Xbox, PlayStation, all of them, none of them? Miss Jen, do you have any allegiance when it comes to video game systems or companies? My only allegiance is to Candy Crush. Okay, and that can be played on multiple devices. So, Chaz, what about you? PlayStation. PlayStation. So so you will be... um, happy to hear that you know there's a big avengers game coming uh late september late ne- uh next month oh uh, it, it's been you know i've been waiting on this game for three or four years now it's square enix it's going to be 
uh, action RPG, but kind of like Final Fantasy with the core Avengers. Uh, and then it's been, you know, released over the last year in trailers and gameplay that Miss Marvel is going to be a huge part of that. Um, yep. and, and it's going to be awesome. Well, today there's been a lot of fervor and just kind of angriness, I guess, about the fact that Spider-Man is going to be PlayStation exclusive. But one, I win because I'm PlayStation all day. Never had an Xbox, just never felt the need to get one. But two, I'm kind of confused. Like, why are people men now? Because they've had this awesome Spider-Man game out for over a year. We had all these Miles Morales uh, announcements for PS5. That's going to be a big launch title for that next-gen system. And mm -hmm. I'm just wondering why now? I mean, are they just like, is it just kind of like, they feel like they're being jabbed at, like this is just another reminder that they should be a PlayStation fan? Or, or what do you think about, and what do you think about a character being exclusive to one system? Well, we're not, I mean, this isn't anything that's brand new. I remember growing up and then we would have, you know, if somebody had Sega, I mean, the only time you could play Sonic the Hedgehog was on Sega. You didn't have a Sega, sorry for you. And then everybody got spoiled because they're like, here, we'll release this game on all these different systems. You know, uh, Mario's Nintendo. You can't play him anywhere else, really. But, um, so yeah, dude, sorry for you. Uh, Sony owns uh, Spider-Man. You, <laughs> uh, you should step up and buy a Sony PlayStation because Xboxes, thumbs down. The first time I played an Xbox, somebody actually gave me theirs, and it was just bulky, and it, I did, like I felt like I was cheating on someone, and I just popped it, <laughs> got some money for it. Um yeah, man, it's nothing that we haven't seen before. So if you're butt hurt about it, at least you're butt hurt about that, not something else. <laughs> um, but I think it's it's also interesting because we've had this before with games like Mortal Kombat and some of the other arcade fighting style games where it's like you have to get this system and pre-order from this retailer to get this character or buy this DLC. This is an Xbox exclusive character. This is a PlayStation exclusive character. So I, I just, I don't know if it, it might just be one of those things that pops up on a, a yearly basis with someone just reminded like, oh yeah, I can't, I want that game. They showed me a commercial for that game, but I can't play. So now I'm mad. You know, I, I saw one guy online. He like, he, he goes, I have every system and I just canceled my pre-order because I'm mad. And I'm like, but you have every system. Yeah, you have every like, system. But yeah, he just wanted to say something. Yeah, yeah it's like uh, I, I play, you know, the Friday the Thirteenth game. If you play the beta version, you got um, this Jason that you can only get if you played. It was the beta in like the first alpha or something for a limited time. People are like, "Well, I want it." Well, you had to do this. Well, I didn't know about it. Well, you should have kept up with it. If you were a fan of the the franchise, you would have known about it. But obviously, you just want it because everybody else has it, or certain people have it. So people are up in arms with that. Why don't you release it to everybody? Well, because it's special to us. We we played the crappy versions to get to this version, but we get the cool character. Um, so yeah, man, let them cry about whatever. <laughs> I, I think we might also be used to that as collectors, because you know you have to pre-order things. You know that things are exclusive. You obviously like you can't. Uh, buy a DC comic that has Spider-Man in it, unless you go back to the 90s when they had a couple of rare crossovers. But 
I think maybe we have that advantage of looking at things like, yeah, just go get it, you know? But, like, obviously when you're talking about systems that are probably going to start costing, you know, $400, $500 when the next-gen systems come out, then, yeah, people have to make a decision. But my thing is, why didn't you pick Sony in the first place? But Exactly. My opinion. And a lot of it has to do with, like, the controllers, and once you're used to it, they just kind of ease you into the next generation. But it's harder to go from PlayStation to Xbox. But anyway, Spider-Man. You know, a, lot hard, yeah, a lot of the hardcore gamers have got an Xbox and a PlayStation anyway, the ones that I know. So, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. Who cares? Yeah. Um, now, uh, moving, uh, just a couple of movie things real quick. Uh, Patty Jenkins uh, says that Wonder Woman 3 will probably be her last. Uh, I'm not too disappointed by that because Wonder Woman 1 was awesome. Wonder Woman 84, when we finally get to see that, is going to be awesome. Uh, and I think with a franchise like that, it'll be good by the fourth one to get a fresh take on it. Um, and typically, you know, they're going to reboot it anyway or do whatever they want. It's like a studio property. So it would be different if it was something that was... Uh, an independent creation, and you're like, and and the and you found out the creator didn't want anyone else to do it. But with a with something like Wonder Woman or Batman or Superman or Spider Man, that's kind of just like uh, par for the course, right? Is anyone disappointed by the fact that she won't get a fourth one? Um, let me see the second one first before. <laughs> let me let me wait. She did a phenomenal job, but then again, when I was watching the first one, I was like, this is Captain America. <laughs> that was just me. It just reminded me a lot of Captain America. But it was a great movie overall. Let's see number two. Maybe I'll miss Wonder Woman. But Wonder Woman to me is one of those characters. She's always been around. She's always going to be around. Same thing like Batman. You're probably going to have a lot of fires, uh, a lot of irons in that fire throughout my lifetime. So uh, you're going to have great Wonder Woman, and you're not going to have so great Wonder Woman. But right now we have a great one. So hopefully all all of these movies are amazing so i have no uh, no doubt that they wouldn't be and i've already just sort of resigned to the fact that wonder woman 84 is going to be awesome so yeah. I'm, maybe i'm i am waiting to see it but i've kind of already given it the benefit of the doubt uh miss jen what do you think about what patty jenkins has done for that wonder woman franchise i mean it was if you look at all of the dc works Right now, I think probably most everyone would say that Wonder Woman was their favorite because many of them launched really well, like Justice League. And then when you thought about it later on, you were like, well, I didn't go see it 10 times in the movie theater like I saw Avengers. I really just watched it the once. So they don't really stand up to those as well. But I, I thought that probably Wonder Woman does when you, when you put it up against the other Marvel, like Marvel movie stuff. I think that I've watched it many multiple times, unlike many of the other DC things. And then also, I guess, another thing we have an advantage of as comic book readers is we're used to the people behind the scenes, the creative people, kind of just rotating into characters that have been around for 50, 60, 70 years. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm very much looking forward to Wonder Woman 84. Um, I don't know when we'll be able to see that. And then I'm sure whatever storyline they pick for three will be great but then after that it's uh yeah just give someone else a shot it's because it's wonder woman at the end of the day um and 
it it does matter who directs it in the sense of what kind of product you're going to get. But as long as you know if they like let her let her pick the heir apparent and um, she feels comfortable with where the franchise is going, that would be kind of most important. But uh, yeah, we've gotten so many different incarnations of Batman, and for the most part, they've all been uh, interesting and good in their own right. So um, I'm always excited when, uh, especially like when a young director gets to helm something. You can see kind of what they can do. Um, now, here's a question. I will start with you, Miss Chen. How many different Star Wars ships can you name? Um, it's so funny. I For all of the original trilogy stuff, quite a few. But when you get to the newer films, it really breaks down for me. I feel ashamed that I didn't don't have the same. Like, also for characters, too. Like those real fringe ones for episode... Four, five, and six, you know, every single one of them, even the ones people like oh, had two seconds of screen time, you know, those guys. But the the new stuff, I don't, I, I think the, the kids at all beat me. Well, there's a, uh, there's a video on the Disney Kids YouTube channel that has over 80 Star Wars ships from the trilogy sequel, and over 40 of those are featured in the final descent scene uh in rise of skywalker and now there's no way i I probably i don't even know if i can name 10 ships i mean once you get past millennium falcon you have like starship destroyer and but but then if you if you think about it it's like wait a minute there's a wing b wing x wing y wing is there c wing d wing e wing i mean there might be and that could be 26 right there but i don't know (laughs) Uh, Chaz, what about you? How many uh, how many ships do you think you can name out of eighty Star Wars ships? Out of eighty, maybe like hmm. I'd be lucky if I got to ten. I'm gonna say about like maybe five. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, maybe like if if there was some money on 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 the line, I might be able to list five. <laughs> maybe. I th- I mean, obviously, all the ships are iconic, and when it comes to the number one, it's all about Millennium Falcon. Um, but I just haven't really thought about it in the grand scale of, wow, there's a lot of different types of ships. I mean, I guess it's just kind of like when you're driving, you're not always, I'm like, oh, that's a car and that's a truck. I mean, I'm not a car guy, so maybe I just see it as that. Maybe other people are like, that's a Z149 that was produced in 2017 with a blah, blah, blah motor. Right. But like, I, as important as they are, it's a lot of background stuff right and obviously in this video if there's 40 in that one scene as they're going to that planet at the end for the final confrontation like that in it on its own is crazy but then to think in those three movies there was like 83 unique ships i would have never guessed that there was that many oh i wouldn't have either that's that's quite a bit man that's so a they, lot are they including things that were like the anime series stuff like maybe cad bane's ship and those kinds of things no, in this video, it's just the uh, trilogy sequel. All right. So it's just episodes seven, eight, nine, and there's that that many. Uh, pretty uh, crazy, but they do a montage of it. Um, you can find, I think that's like I said, the uh, Disney Kids YouTube channel. Um, we'll end the show as we normally do, talking about comics. And Michigan, I know that you just probably did your orders for three, four, or five weeks from now. So, 
what's coming out in the next month? We won't pinpoint it to this Tuesday and Wednesday, but what's coming out in the next month that you're looking forward to? I actually paid attention to the invoice this week from both DC's stuff and for the for everything else from Diamond. Uh, there's some crazy cool stuff. So the controversial stuff from DC is going to be um, the death metal tie-in this week. That uh, it's so funny because they actually told us that it was going to have this character in it, but uh, I don't know why it wasn't ordered heavily. But it's become a speculator's dream. But it's the tie-in. It actually has the first uh, Robin King. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be hotter and snot. The one in twenty-five is like a three hundred dollar book. Wow. Many, many multiples times the ratio that it normally has. And then the one I'm the most excited to read, I'm probably going to have to like thumb more everyone on my staff to read it, is uh, the Transformers My Little Pony. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can't. That's a book that I cannot wait for. <laughs> it's is, so... that, is that IDW? Mm, yep. Yeah. So they're always doing those kind of I think, I of, think like, we lost crossovers. Do you have any idea? Do you have any idea what it's about? Yeah, I do. It's about. <laughs> um, so there's there's a queen I, from um, uh, My Little Pony Land. I don't know her name. Um, or I forget. It's like uh, Chrysalis or something. So this queen, she's, she's conjuring the spell. And the spell interferes with a malfunctioning... Um, a uh, space bridge so that opens up like this portal or whatever and that's how the transformers are introduced to the my little pony a spell gone wrong is what happened and uh yeah that's 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 all i know i know how they get there but i don't and know and then rainbow dash is going to end up with the leadership of matrix right Twilight Sparkle, Rainbow Dash. You think it's going to be Twilight Sparkle? I don't know. Maybe. Twilight Sparkle. That that actually sounds like a cool crossover. And uh, on the Hasbro Pulse uh, Collector's website, they actually did a My Little Pony Pony Ghostbusters crossover figure. I didn't see that, but I did see the My Little Pony Transformer crossover toys. Did you see that one? No. Is Is that coming? Is that happening? Yeah, I, like I pulled because before I knew they were coming out, like I heard, hey, My Little Pony Transformers, whatever, and I, I, I Googled it. It's sure enough, it's like a, a, it's like a pony with like, it looks like armor or something. I don't know if it actually transforms, but it's like blue and I think the pony's purple, but it's blue and red. So it looks like Optimus Prime, like had, had fun with a pony and this is what their kid would look like. I wonder if they're. I wonder if the beauty marks that all the ponies have are going to be uh, replaced with Autobot and Decepticon symbols. <laughs> That'd be kind of cool. Dude, I hope so. Because if that's, I mean, if that happens, I, I gotta buy me a Decepticon pony. Like this is probably yeah. the only little pony I'd ever buy in my entire life. Um, but I, I, I got one. I mean, I'll get one for sure, all day long. Oh. <laughs> um, so- other cool stuff there's a there's many many uh extra prints of things that are coming out that are super hot also there's a new thor uh there's two thor prints i think it's number three and four second prints that are coming out and 
uh, Bounty Hunter, number one second print, Darth Vader, number four. I don't know. There's a bunch of <laughs> there's a bunch of extra prints for things, but they those are actually ending up being super super hard to get. Oh, and Strange Academy one. It's it's crazy. If you look up the prices on them, it'll you'll, your mind will be blown. So what do you? Why why are the uh, dun dun dun? Sorry, I just read the comment. But uh, why are those second prints just going like through the roof? I think I think what we're seeing is that the print runs for most everything are really tiny right now. So people that would have normally just kind of wandered into their local comic shop and gotten the number one, right? Affected by stuff and uh, missed out. So now you've got even smaller print of the second print coming out for things. And then those will get gobbled up in the market because they know that those are even a tinier print run. I think I think people have caught on to the fact that these are the smallest print runs that comic books have ever seen and probably ever will see. And oh, so they're right. probably a good bet to collect most everything. <laughs> that makes sense. Right on. And I, re I remember uh, some Batman Detective Comics comics from 10, 15 years ago where Jim Lee did like, you know, the second print covers and they were exclusive to that. And some sometimes those price at more than the first prints. So I think it's probably like a, a cross speculation uh, between just what covers are going to be the hottest. Plus what you mentioned about just the print runs being uh, low because of the pandemic. So. It, you know, it's always speculative, and there are some people who just have to have every print and every and every cover, um, just as a as a collector. Uh, anything else, Miss Jen, to throw out there? I think was there anything else that was big like that? Not that I can think of. I, I I know that I was. There's not very many other big releases. Those are the two big releases I can think of. But the if you go online and listen to what all the chatter is all about those extra prints. Oh. Uh, and Chaz, what about you? You looking forward to anything this week? Um, uh, Batman '96. I'm looking forward to because I, I'm loving that story right now. Like I said earlier, punchline is just killing it. Um, I like Money Shot. I'm reading that just because it's so ridiculous. Why not? <laughs> Um, other than that, man, I don't, is there an Avengers coming out this week? Is it Avengers 36? Some, maybe? I know, uh, I know Captain America's coming out and, uh, Fantastic Four, uh, so there might be Avengers in there somewhere. Uh, uh, the, the Celestial Messiah for Empire is out this week. Yeah. Now, I only brought up uh, the Avengers because I've heard some murmurings about that uh, the Ghost Rider variant cover. Uh, so, I don't know. I know there's two different kinds. There's one that's like a one in something hundred. Maybe it's a hundred. I want to say 300. Like, there's some weird number that's uh, just going crazy. And then they have one that's like a one in ten. But um, it was just like in passing. I, was, I really wasn't paying attention because I'm not like a big uh, Avengers fan. But... Um, I guess maybe that's not coming up. I'm not seeing it on my list. But uh, yeah, we got some Batmans, and that's about it. And then Star Wars, uh, the Clone Wars Battle Tales number three, that's going to come out. So that's going to be just sold out. I don't even make spots for those. I just put them right behind the counter when they walk in. I'm like, there it is. 
You don't have to walk. Because we don't order that much, but, um, you know, whatever. All right, uh, so we got that to look forward to. Uh, Chaz, you got anything for people to check out this week? What do you mean? Well, you do trivia, for one, but any uh, anything else oh. going on? No, 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 no. I'm like, I, I might not be here next week because, um, you know, I got saliva rehearsals. What? What? So... Um, yeah, that that makes me just think of like eighth grade band and playing a cornet. Ugh, gross. That's on saliva rehearsals, but uh, tell people. So, what's Rocket Queen got coming up? We know yeah, you're getting. Sure. Yeah, we're gonna jump on some shows with the band Saliva out of state. We're gonna do some festival stuff. Um, from what I hear, but I don't know if it's confirmed. Where you hang out in your car and it's like a drive drive-in type situation. Where you tune your your radio uh, to a certain FM station, you get to see us obviously live on stage and get to hear us. Um, so, yeah, we're gonna do that with Saliva, and uh, we've got uh, a dude named Austin Mead. I think is gonna open up the entire show. And uh, funny thing is, the band the Nixons—they're like an old kind of punky punk band from like the '90s. Their lead singer Zach Malloy, he produced Rocket Queen's current album that we're working on. Well, his band was was supposed to play then they dropped off and they called us so it was like thanks dude thanks for helping out because we were looking for something to do so i want to thank the nixons for uh not wanting to play during the covid because we're dumb enough to take their place <laughs> well yeah i think at least like you said you'll be social distanced anyway regardless this, of what, okay, this is what i've heard i highly doubt that's going to happen to be honest but i will yeah. be amount of feet away because they have like a fence and stuff up right so, I might be just far enough away to throw a pick at someone's face. <laughs> uh, that, that could be a very cool experience if the drive-thru thing pans out. Because, I mean, I've seen that happening. Uh, definitely unique to these times, for sure. Yeah. So I might not be here next week. But the week after that, I'll come back and I'll tell you all about it. I do a thing called the Backstage Pass where, you know, I take uh, like a Facebook Live or my Twitch this year. And then we go backstage. I'll let you see everything that's. That's back there, and we talk to members of the band and uh, saliva, and check out like uh, sound checks and the craft services table. You know, it's kind of like a, I don't know, like a thank you or whatever. A lot of people seem to like it. You know, everybody wants to be like a part of something, and I dig showing people what it's like right before the show, the chaos before the show. It's a lot of fun. Well, so. Cool. Looking forward to that, and Miss Jim, we're looking forward to Cadets Con. Remind people uh, that takes place Saturday and Sunday. What time does that kick off online, Cadets Con? It actually, I think that we're doing an event on Friday night called Ready, Set, Draw. So any of our guests that want to be involved that are uh, artists, and actually we're opening it up to really anybody that wants to be involved. Uh, all the art that gets uh, made, we're going to ask people to donate to raise money for Insider Art, which is the charity has been raising money for... Uh, female and non-binary uh, shop owners during COVID because we've got to try to help somebody and that's who we chose. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, so if anyone is an artist, Chaz, wants to be involved, always stop by and ready, set, draw. And, uh, first thing on Saturday morning, it starts and goes all the way to Sunday at nine or some nonsense. It's going to be a long, it's 31 hours of programming, something like oh, it's that. A lot of, it's a lot of stuff. I saw the lineup, lots of stuff to look forward to. So we're uh, looking forward to 
so check out Rocket Queen, check out Cadets Con, and check us out on uh, we're now on Roku. Just download the Woodlands Online channel, and then obviously you can find us on woodlandsonline.com under the Kingdom of Geekdom to check out this obviously episode and uh, previous episodes as well, all archived on there, and all the other shows on there, like Between the Trees, Business Talk, and Taste Buds, and all of those Woodlands Online shows are now available wherever you get your podcast from, whether it's Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, any, whatever device that you choose. Uh, until next week, uh, just keep rocking out, geeking out, and nerding out. We'll see you next time on Nerd News Now. Oh, no, it could show it. My background. <laughs> <That's a bummer. laughs>